Larry Mason, RaceSchool.com, here with Simon Paginot, who's a former winner here at the Grand Prix of Long Beach, also former winner at the Indianapolis 500, and the current winner of the Rolex 24 at Daytona. When it comes to winning, you know how to do that. Oh, thank you. It all sounds pretty good. Thank you for saying it. <laughs> I've been very fortunate in my career, indeed, and um, just very happy to be back here in Long Beach. It's, uh, it's a really fun track. And you're kind of reunited. This is like Team Penske Jr. Not to put any shade on Michael Shank or Meyer Shank Racing, uh, but how is that relationship working out? Because both of you guys are full time this year. Uh, it's going really well. Obviously, Elio and I are very, you know, matching personalities, um, and uh, he's got really strong qualities. Uh, obviously, for a race team, and I do too on the technical side. So the, the pairing of us uh, really is uh, a great combo for the race team. And obviously, Meyerschenk Racing is, is not that young of a team, but they, they have little experience in IndyCar. And um, we're having a lot of fun with Helio, uh, just, you know, helping as much as we can, bringing experience to the team. And, and the goal is, the vision is to bring this team as one of the top team in the paddock uh, in the very next few years. He won last year at the 500. Is it your turn this year? Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, that's the goal, you know. Uh, Priority number one for me is Indy. Um, it's the race that I enjoy the most. It's uh, the field, my favorite field of the year, also for the racetrack. And uh, I, and I, I, I have a good understanding of how to play the game on that uh, that race. Uh, so it's becoming an obsession. Um, and having won it once, it, it's funny, but um, the desire grew even more to win again. So obviously, Elio uh, is good driving for five. Uh, which is really cool. Uh, love to see the ro record being broken. Uh, and if it's not him, I want it to be me. So you talk about playing the game and really the strategy and really understanding how to set your car up, like Rick Mears used to talk about for that last 50 laps of the race or 50 miles of the race. How critical is that between the communication between you and your engineer or strategist during the race itself? Oh, it's, it's, it starts way before that, really. I mean, the, every decision, I would say, in addition to what Rick said, uh, to me, it's every decision you make throughout um, the first moment you put the cars on the ground at practice one, all the way, we believe we have nine, nine practice total, all the way until qualifying, then into the race, every decision that you make leads you to a path that's either the right one or the wrong one. So 50-50 chance every time you make a decision to be to be the wrong one. Um, and it's crucial that you go back to baseline when you're not sure. Um, but uh, it's very difficult to have that kind of discipline and you've got to know, you've got to be very sure of what you need. Um, every time you make a decision and uh, it's difficult with the temperature changing uh, the wind um, and, and sometimes you know some days you feel better than others uh, so it's a uh, it's a really long game to play and when you say you feel better on some days than others in a sense you don't want to feel comfortable in a way because that may not be the fastest way on the other hand it could be very uncomfortable and very slow at the same time so it's a fine line trying to figure out what's right yeah it's um, you know it's I wish we could give the sensation uh, to people watching the race on TV. I wish we could, uh, you know, explain better uh, what it is, what's going on in the head of the driver, what's going on with your feel, what's making you feel comfortable with your race car, what, what can help you make passes or cannot help you make passes. And it's, it's quite difficult to see, even for someone like me when I review tapes, 
try and understand what this guy's done well, what he hasn't done right, and how to improve myself. It's, fa it's fascinating, but oval racing at this speed is such fine-tuning that um, it's almost like building a, uh, a Swiss watch. Um, it's, uh, it's about precision, and that it's very, very difficult to, um, to get it all right. You're building a Swiss watch at over 200 miles an hour. It's like uh, the, the story of the motorcycle mechanic and the doctor. And the doctor says, why are you charging me so much <laughs> to do this? He says, well, if you do what I do, you know, I, I'm doing it while the heart's still running, while the yeah. engine's still running, right? Yeah, so, exactly. But you're trying to not only figure out for your own car, but again, you're trying to look at weak spots for the other competitors, and there's 32 others out there. Yeah, I mean, you could uh, you could build up a database, um, you know, uh, of, uh, of every driver's out there. Um, and, and you know try and understand what's their weakness what their strength that's why sometimes it's very difficult when you have rookies coming in because it takes time to study them and understand what's their weakness what's their strengths now you know Colton and Herda and Pat Awards uh, Alex Pelou have been around a bit longer so it's those guys since they're up front you want to know their game um, and slowly like you can really understand what's their strengths and weaknesses but it takes time it takes races to understand it and for veterans um, you know, experience is is is, uh, is very important, and um, yeah, you could definitely build up a database of drivers and, and and act differently with each one of them. Because if you want to win every battles, uh, you have to know who's your opponent. So a little bit different aero package this year. I, you have the little barge boards at the leading edge of the diffuser there, the under tray, and a couple other things. Have you tested with that or used them? And and what can you tell us about how that has changed uh, what you feel in the car? We tested Texas with it, um, the barge boards, uh, and it was really good for race running um, in traffic because um, it helps you follow a car and, and it helps you keep front downforce onto the car. So then one of the biggest thing last year in, uh, at Indy was you would get behind someone all of a sudden the front end would just take off on you and at this speed the, the wall comes up quick and you're done. So um, the barge board is supposed to help you with... Uh, making sure that downforce is more stable on the front and that you don't lose as much. Therefore, you can follow closer and pass people. So it's all to make the racing better and, and promote good racing in the pack. So you mentioned you wish you could explain, but if you're going down the front straightaway at Indianapolis, you go past the yard of bricks, you're 240 plus qualifying day, on qualifying, yeah. heading into turn number one, and you don't lift. Ah, uh, You better not. Otherwise, you might not make the show. So, you know, it's... Um, it's a very, um, it's a fine dance, right? To tune your car for qualifying, you want to do four laps. Four laps with the tires, um, they're going to degrade through the entire run. But if they degrade too strong, then you're going to have to lift on the last lap and it's going to be slow. Uh, meanwhile, you need to have a really strong fast first lap to make your average really strong. Uh, so you need to trim the rear wing as much as possible to a point where it's in negative angles and it creates lift instead of downforce. Uh, so the rear of the car feels really light and you, you're having to be very smooth with the steering wheel and, uh, and your adjustments inside the race car. It's, uh, it's a thrilling exercise. It's extremely difficult to get it right over five, four laps. It's already difficult to get it right over one lap, but four laps is, is critical uh, with, with, uh, with the degradation, but uh, so much fun when you get it right. Well, we wish you the best of luck. You've done it before. We know you can do it again, and best of luck for the entire season. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you.